Hello everyone, welcome to Ambling Witchcraft. I'm your host Amber, and I'm here to teach you high impact, low energy ways to engage in your craft. I want to talk about being consistently curious. When I first started my witchy journey, I assumed, like I think a lot of us out there, that one day I would just know everything. I walked into this like it was a college degree and I would get a certificate or a pat on the back or you did it one day and be done learning. It wasn't really a conscious thought, but it was an attitude that I didn't initially realize I had. This led to a lot of discouragement throughout many years (laughs) as there was always another thing to learn and always another reason, reason to think that I was not adequate. There was always another path I had never heard of or concept I'd never been exposed to. The more that I did the research, the more that I learned, the more I discovered there was to learn. And it started an imposter syndrome situation for me. I started to feel like I didn't belong. How could I possibly consider myself a witch if I didn't know everything there was to know? It was very much good enough issue in my brain. Then I had an epiphany. It just hit me one day. It came around the same time as I realized that I would always have an anxiety disorder, that that was never going to go away. I will never not have something new to learn. There will always be another turn to take, another path to follow. And that's exciting. I will never be done learning everything I need to know. And even the things that I think I've mastered are going to teach me something else at some point. My hairstylist, who is an amazing woman, said to my stepdaughter, who was stressing about the unknown newness of being an adult, If you are green, you are growing. When you ripen, you rot. So stay green. It's very catchy. It's a very quick and simple way to say, stay the novice, the page in the tarot deck, the neophyte, the apprentice, and all things. Approach everything with the open wonder and curiosity of a child being just introduced to something new and shiny and beautiful. Approach everything with an opportunity to learn. Be constantly curious. Novices go towards the unknown with that enthusiasm. They approach things knowing that they know absolutely nothing. Experts approach things knowing that they know everything. There's nothing they have not learned and cannot achieve and that they've become skilled in. Masters approach everything with curiosity and enthusiasm, just like the novice, knowing that they know nothing but with more confidence. And so to master anything is to recognize there'll always be something more and to be okay with that. So I try to always think like the novice, to go into every class and every situation and every path and even the path that I'm currently on as open as possible to learning something new. I had no idea that my unconscious bias towards the unknown was getting in my way. 
And I guess that's why they call it unconscious. <laughs> As we learn more and we learn better, we do better. And while I saturated myself in witchy books and blogs and podcasts, I got quickly burnt out because when you saturate yourself with nothing but academia of any subject, it's hard to truly embrace and appreciate it. Sometimes you need to step away and do something fun, read some brain candy, dance outside, like give yourself a break. There has been a recent boom in books for beginning witches. And I think that's amazing at how mainstream and how safe it has become to share these kinds of books. And it's not entirely safe out there, but it's safer than it was. However, you can only read How to Call a Circle 101 and Salt, How to Use It in Your Craft, so many times before you get bored. Honestly, I have at least 12 books that go over the basics, and the rest jump right into the complex, the complicated, the time-consuming, the difficult, the, dare I say it, expert-level stuff. I am always on the hunt for something intermediate. Something that's in between of, all right, now that you have the basics, here's how to apply it before you get into the really difficult stuff. I love all of my books. I just couldn't keep reading the same thing, the same history, the same lore all of the time. So I started to branch out. I, I started to branch out into topics that I found interesting that had nothing to do with the craft. I was like, what could I learn that would augment and bolster what I want to learn, but with an entirely different perspective? So on a complete whim, I had a trip to a bookstore that was a bad idea on my husband's part because, oh my god, books. <laughs> Um, I bought Pests, How Humans Create Animal Villains by Bethany Brookshire. This book is informative. It has deep research and observation and sarcasm, which I love. I was hooked and just ran through this book in days. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, it also got me thinking. I researched the metaphysical meetings of mice, pigeons, elephants, snakes, etc., but I never researched the animals themselves. I didn't really learn how they live, how do they come to be top of mind for humans, how do humans and them coexist or don't coexist in the real world. And I had no idea outside of my house pets. Well, that book is not at all magical or witchy in nature. I learned so much that I could tie back to my practice that got me thinking. That as long as I'm curious, I'm honoring myself as a witch, and I'm honoring my source, my universal soul. It was like a mic drop happened in my brain. I don't have to hyper-focus on just one thing. I don't have to just look at witch-marketed content. I don't have to saturate myself in the esoteric. There are zero rules that say I have to learn everything about everything mystical before I can follow other interests. I'm a witch. That makes every interest I have witchy. And that's enough. So, here's my heartfelt advice from my side of the internet to your side of the internet. Never stop learning. Never stop 
reading, never stop listening, never stop reaching. Always be feeling and experiencing and looking and searching. Dive deep into the life of insects. Look into the depths of proper nutrition. Determine how to best care for your home. Recognize that there is zero need to pressure yourself into turning everything into a ritual. No one needs that level of stress or pressure. Aaron Murphy Hiscock states in their book, The House Witch, it's impractical to consciously focus on every single move you make throughout the day as being spiritual. If you did, you'd likely go slightly mad under all the perceived pressure and repercussions. That book goes on to say that touching base once a day is generally enough to have all your daily activities blessed with good energy. I really like this book. And there's a whole section on how to bless your kitchen gadgets and how to integrate small things into your day and recognize the beauty and the joy and the magic that's already around you at home. Uh, let me just tell you, my coffee maker feels very appreciated <laughs> in the mornings. Everything you do is enough. You are enough. Taking care of your body, mind, soul, home, and family is enough. And it connects you to the divine because you are honoring yourself. If you can remember to put sigils in the ceiling when you replace your home down lights, fantastic. If you're like me and think about it when the project is already 50% done, that's okay too. If the only energy work you can do in a week is showing up to your therapy appointment, then do that. If all you have to give in a day is 10% and you give 10%, then you're giving 100% of what you have. It can be fun to do large, elaborate rituals, but so is going to Disneyland. I like going to Disneyland it's a blast. It's so much fun. Do I want to do that every day of my life or repeat that activity every single week? I think not. <laughs> I will do that maybe once a year. Uh, I will do that maybe once a decade, but that is so much energy to pour into something. And to do that consistently sounds exhausting. So as you amble through your days, just be curious. What are the plants in your front yard? What benefits do they have mundanely? What benefits do they have magically? How does their energy feel to you? When the ever-present unknown rears its head and says, Oh, I'm interested to learn how to insert thing here. Federal jury duty, calling insurance companies, cooking a new recipe, whatever. It will train your brain to be interested instead of playing the doom music. There's no boss music necessary when the unknown pops up. Just go, oh, I'm interested to learn about that. And you'll have the potential for a much happier and joyous day. You can choose joy. It doesn't mean bad stuff doesn't happen, and it doesn't mean you can't feel some sort of way about it. Sometimes you just want to be mad. You don't want solutions. You want to sit in that emotion and just be upset for a minute. And you should. 
you should sit there and allow yourself to be upset and then decide what am I going to do about it. We are never defined by what happens to us. It's how we choose to respond that defines who we are. So be startled, be anxious, be worried, be angry, be sad. And recognize that all of those parts of you are valid and important. And that sitting with them and acknowledging them allows you to alchemize them into joy. Being grateful towards these emotions and saying, I see and appreciate what you are telling me about my current situation. Now let me use your energy to help me resolve my current situation, to help me survive my current situation, to help me thrive within it, will give you power. It will empower you to move forward because you asked the questions, because you said, why are you here, anger? Why have you visited me, sadness? And you sat with it and you talked to it and you felt it in your body and you figured out what you need to do to work through it and to move forward. So that's what I have for you today. A little bit of psychology, a little bit of magic, and a whole lot of curiosity. And I just want to remind you to be kind to yourself, to drink your water, and to take the rest that you need. Because what you do is enough. Because you are enough. Enough.